Good morning, everyone. I am Pastor Jack Meehan, along with Jennifer Hills, our Director of Youth and Christian Education. We are with you from St. John's Lutheran Church in Alexandria, Virginia. In the midst of the coronavirus, uh, we continue to follow Jesus in this Lenten season as he goes the way of the cross for us and for our salvation. And so uh, whether you are at home watching this live or will watch it at a later point today or another day, uh, we're glad that you are here and invite you to participate in heart and mind in this worship service as we come before our Lord in prayer and praise. Uh, I would refer you to our church's website, www.sjlc.com where you can find uh, the uh, link to the worship service. It's all there on our home page uh, at the top of the page, so you can't miss it, right? Yep, it's also in the comments. And it's also in the comments too. Mm -hmm. So um, it's all there and the order of worship can also be found there this morning. Uh, maybe you've had a chance to print that off. If so, that's wonderful. Um, if not, you can still access that um, on our church's website as well, sjlc.com. And um, we'd like you to share this time of worship with friends and uh, neighbors and people in your life. Uh, like us on Facebook and, and uh, carry this forward so that lives of people and lots of different places, both here and even around the world, can be blessed with the good news of Jesus. So. Jennifer, anything you want to add to that? Good morning, everybody. I just want to let you know if I'm looking down, I'm um, following the comments on my phone. And I don't know that I can ever um, answer everybody's questions um, in the comments, but I'm here watching. Okay. So she's Say not distracted or anything. She's <laughs> yes. part of it. Uh, we're joined by our associate pastor, Pastor Braun Campbell, who is behind the scenes uh, doing all the technical work involved here and virtually we are joined by our director of music Susan Gobine so she played virtually the um, pre-service music that was really beautiful mm -hmm. and uh, the hymns that we'll sing and the postlude all of those were recorded earlier in the week sent to us and it sounds live it's amazing it's but it's actually a recording yeah and so today on this, today is the fifth Sunday in the season of Lent, and we get a little foretaste of Easter Sunday today, because in the gospel lesson, we hear of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, and that is huge, um, not Amazing. just for Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha, it's huge for us today yes. as well. And so our order of worship follows morning prayer. And this is a, a service of the word that um, helps us to sing God's praise and, and seek his face um, in the midst of everything that's going on. And so um, I invite you to turn to that now and we will begin with the versicles that are found at the beginning of that worship service. Uh, one thing I'd point out following the versicles is something called the venite. And you may wonder, what is that? There's a lot of things um, in worship that have their origins in the Latin language. And that is what the venite is. It is the Latin word for come. And that is the opening word there. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. These are the words from Psalm 95. Check it out. Don't just take my word for it. Go see for yourself. Psalm 95 is what the venite is all about. So following the versicles, we'll then speak the venite together. Those things that are in <clears throat> bold print in your worship bulletin, Mark C, that means all of us together, the congregation. Um, I will do the parts marked L. And with the Venite, um, Jennifer and I will alternate reading that, and then the parts marked C that are in bold, we'll all read together. And so, may the Lord be honored and glorified, and our lives richly blessed through this time of worship. O Lord, open my lips, and my, and my mouth, mouth shall, shall declare, declare your, your praise. praise. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord has redeemed his people. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hand formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. We're going to now uh, read responsively the psalm that is appointed for today, the fifth Sunday in Lent. It is Psalm 130, and Jennifer will lead it. All right, I'll... here we go. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his world I, and, in, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord, more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is is plentiful redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. A word of introduction about the hymn that we're going to sing now. Um, it really echoes what the gospel lesson is for today. Uh, Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, ministering to Mary and Martha in their grief and sorrow. And the melody, the setting for this hymn is the same one which we sang last week. So hopefully that'll sound familiar to you. And uh, we're going to sing this together. Martha, Mary, waiting, weeping. We have not been left. 
left alone. Come when doubt and fear assail us, join our journey toward the grave. There your mercy will not fail us, there you speak with power to We continue now with the scripture readings that are appointed for this fifth Sunday in Lent. Our first Old Testament reading comes from the book of Ezekiel, the 37th chapter. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord, and sent me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, you know. And he, then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and I prophesied there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are clean cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live and I will place in you in your own land. And then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. <clears throat> our second reading, our epistle reading, comes from um, the book of Romans, chapter 8. There is therefore no, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son into the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law, indeed it cannot. Those who are on the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through this Spirit who dwells in you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. On this fifth Sunday in Lent, the Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 11th chapter. 
Glory to you, O Lord. If you have your Bibles with you or do not have the uh, worship service up uh, or printed out, the gospel reading for today is from John chapter 11, verses 17 through 27 and verses 38 through 53. John chapter 11, beginning at verse 17. And I invite you to read together with me verses 25 and 26. These are our scripture memory verses for the week ahead. When Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. And we continue now at verse 38. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what he did, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered the council and said, What are we to do? For this man performs many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you understand that it is better for you that one man should die for the people, not that the whole nation should perish. He did not say this of his own accord, but... Being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but also to gather into one the children of God who are scattered abroad. So from that day, they made plans to put him to death. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets, But now now in these last days, he he has has spoken spoken to to us by his Son. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.
So the message for today, this fifth Sunday in the season of Lent, rises up out of that gospel reading from John chapter 11, read just now. And today, we do indeed get a foretaste of Easter as Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. We are living with a great deal of distress and anxiety with the coronavirus, no question. There are increasing numbers of people who are diagnosed with this here at home and around the world. And we're living with a lot more restrictions and closures that really are the new normal in daily life. And in the midst of all of this, there is good news in that gospel lesson today. We see that even death itself is subject to Jesus. Here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, Governor Northam's executive order number 53 has banned all gatherings of more than 10 people through April 23rd. And what this means then is that public worship services mm -hmm. will also continue to be suspended until at least that date. Two weeks from today, is Easter Sunday on April 12th and from all indicators our celebration of Jesus resurrection victory will be very different this year not at all what we are used to and not what we would like mm -hmm. but the good news of Jesus victory over death and the grave is not dependent on outward circumstances and that's what I would hold up before us today especially. If anything, we may well grow in deeper appreciation and thankfulness for all that Jesus has done because of these outward circumstances. The truth is that all of our modern day advances in medicine and science and technology aside, we are vulnerable and we are fragile. Mm -hmm. Life is uncertain at best. And this is one of the lessons we're learning right now from the time of the coronavirus. We have so many questions right mm -hmm. now, don't we? How did this happen? Why do some people become ill, but not others? Will there be a cure? What will the future look like and, and when? Truth is, we don't always understand why our loved ones become sick. Like Lazarus, we face the stark reality of our own mortality. Like Mary and Martha, when death happens, we grieve the loss of those who are close to us. In the midst of all of these questions, in the midst of grief and mortality, we look to Jesus who is risen from the dead, who lives and reigns to all eternity. And so we pray, deliver us, Jesus. Deliver us not only from the coronavirus. Deliver us not only from sickness and death, deliver us from unbelief mm. and that's the theme for the message today deliver us jesus from unbelief yes. may the lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching and the hearing and the living of his word for jesus sake so after this time of worship is over sometime Later today, I encourage you to go back and read through all of John chapter 11. This provides the full context and background for today's gospel lesson because we only have a portion of that in our gospel lesson for today. Now, it would be very easy to retitle today's message, Deliver Us Jesus, from death, because that's really what this is all about, yeah, right? That's what happened. That's what happened mm -hmm. in raising Lazarus from the dead. That rings true in mm -hmm. our ears. But we're going to save that for two weeks from now for Easter Sunday. And strangely enough, then, the real focus is not so much 
on death and Jesus raising Lazarus from death, the real focus is on belief mm. versus unbelief. And even though Jesus did indeed raise Lazarus from the dead, again and again in today's gospel lesson, what comes up here is belief versus unbelief. John chapter 11, beginning at verse 25. I'm just going to read some of these verses to you. Jesus said to Martha, do you believe mm. this? And then she said, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus in his prayer said, uh, or rather his response to Martha, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? And then Jesus in his prayer, thanking the Father, I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. Yeah. And so that, is really what's underlying all of this. So, it really is summed up in that question uh, which Jesus asked Martha, and truly which he asks each one of us. Do you believe this? To believe is to trust, even when all outward signs indicate otherwise. Now, before asking this question, Jesus revealed that he himself is the resurrection and the life and that whoever believes in him, even though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in him will never die. And those are some pretty big and bold <laughs> claims that Jesus is making there. It would be very easy to turn skeptical about Jesus' claims, mm -hmm. maybe especially now to distrust and disbelieve. But what's our alternative? Is there really a second choice here? As we're finding out when everything is stripped away in life, what is left? It's like Peter said to Jesus in John chapter 6, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Deliver us, Jesus, from unbelief. We live in a particular time. Maybe it's always been that way, but I think it's especially now when it's hard to know what to believe. Even apart from the coronavirus, there's often, often conflicting information over just about everything in life, right? And depending on what news source you are using, what um, media feed you're accessing, one report says this, another report says that, and there's different spins put on everything. And the result is there's confusion and there's division among people because of this. One group of people believes this, another group of people believes that, each group believes the other is completely misinformed and misled by the other news source. Mm -hmm. And the result is suspicion, mm -hmm. mistrust, and disbelief. We're seeing that happening even now in the midst of the coronavirus. So who or what can we believe in? Where is the truth? I believe we are being humbled at this particular point in time in ways perhaps that we have not been humbled before as a nation, mm -hmm. maybe as a world, Ever. within living memory for certain yeah. with what is happening around us. Our lives have been disrupted in ways that just a few months ago, maybe even a few weeks ago, we could not have imagined. Mm -hmm. And we realize on a whole different level how much of life is outside of our control. And that's what it feels like when we lose a loved one. 
we feel like not only has life been disrupted, it's been torn apart. When a loved one dies, we know firsthand how very little we control in life. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of feelings of grief and loss, we have a Savior who knows what it's like to lose someone close. His dear friend Lazarus. In fact, the shortest verse in all of Scripture is right here in John 11. Jesus wept. We have a Savior who wept. And more than this, we have a Savior who went to the cross and shed his blood on that cross for you and for me. That's worth holding on to in the midst of the uncertainty. Caiaphas, the high priest, unwittingly prophesied of Jesus, we're told, in saying to the people who were on the council in Jerusalem, it's better for you that one man should die for the people, not that the whole nation should perish. And that's exactly what Jesus did do. He died for the people, for you and for me, for the sins of the whole world on the tree of the cross that we might not die eternally. He died for us so that whoever believes in him, even though he die, yet shall he live. Because of Jesus' resurrection every Sunday, is a celebration of Christ's resurrection and new life. Every Sunday, even in the season of Lent, is a mini Easter. And so those words that Paul the Apostle begins today's epistle reading from Romans chapter 8 verse 1 are so very important. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That is blessed assurance. Mm. When Christ's people are planning a funeral service for a loved one who has fallen asleep in Jesus, one of the scripture readings often chosen is today's gospel lesson. Right? This is going to be mine. All right. Mm -hmm. And so... It's often said that funerals are not so much for the dead mm -hmm. as they are for the living. And I believe there's great truth in that. Because of our faith in Jesus, we believe that our loved ones who have died in the Lord are already or are still in God's care, even though physical life has ceased. It's those who remain who need the reminder that God cares for them as well. Mm -hmm. And that question which Jesus asked Martha, he asks of each one of us, do you believe this? That's the question that makes an eternal difference. No one can answer that question for us. You see, Jesus came to bring new life not only to Lazarus, but to Mary and to Martha and to all of us, that valley of dry, dead bones which Ezekiel saw in his vision today's Old Testament lesson. They can be revived. They can be restored because nothing is impossible with the Lord. Sometimes that's how we feel in life, on our life's journey. Parched, lifeless, we say what they said. Uh, let me find it in today's Old Testament lesson where the house of Israel says um, our, um, that our hope is lost, we're cut off. Yeah. Sometimes life can feel that way. And maybe that's how you are feeling 
right now because of all that's happening with the coronavirus. But that same spirit who breathed new life into those lifeless bones in Ezekiel's vision is more than able to breathe new life into each one of us today. And that closing verse from the epistle reading, Romans 8 verse 11 says, If the spirit of him who raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. By the grace of God, through the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ shed on the cross for the forgiveness of all our sins, that same spirit is given to you. That's a powerful promise that speaks of life, not only now in this present life, but life eternal that even death itself cannot touch. Hold on to that promise. Now during this Lenten season, in this time of the coronavirus. Thanks be to God who in Jesus has delivered us mm -hmm. from unbelief. Amen. And the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly. Your spirit, your soul, and your body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Amen. Amen. Before we uh, continue with the service uh, this morning, a couple of announcements uh, that I'd like to share with you virtually uh, through our online worship service this morning. Um, as Jennifer said, and, and we both said before, please uh, share this Facebook Live worship service, like us on Facebook, and uh, forward it on, share it with uh, friends and people. We're all in need of, of something to hold on to, some mm -hmm. good news, and this is the best news that we can give is the new life that we have in Jesus. So this worship service, well, you want to explain, Jennifer, how it goes from here, what there it's, gets posted, and then what happens. The worship service? Oh, so it's on our Facebook page? Right. And yeah. you can watch it anytime? Yeah, yeah. You don't need to watch it live. You can watch it anytime. So you don't have to have a Facebook account, and your family doesn't have to have a Facebook account if you want to share with them. Good, good. Just copy the URL, and you can send it in an email or text message. Right, right. Um, but, you know, the algorithm uh, algorithms on Facebook, the more um, clicks we like, the more shares we get liked, um, it's going to show up in people's feeds. Okay. So we want to increase our algorithms. So I see all the hearts coming up and the thumbs up. Awesome. So all right. that's great. Awesome. Okay, so uh, for the time ahead, at least for the foreseeable future, mm -hmm. we will continue with online worship um, on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Um, next Sunday, April 5th, in fact, ushers in Holy Week. It is Palm Sunday. And so we will um, celebrate that in online worship services. Our plan here is to make uh, the palm branches available for people in our congregation to come by, to pick like a, up in so the week ahead, so you can have them at home. And, have a little parade. Uh, and have, uh, mm -hmm. participate maybe a little bit more fully with those palms in mm -hmm. the worship service for Palm Sunday. Um, our final midweek Lenten service is Wednesday of this week, April 1st at 12 noon. And uh, like the service you're watching now, that too uh, can be watched at any time. At any time, yeah. And yeah. we have some really fun things. Well, I think they're fun. Exciting and creative things planned for Holy Week. We do. We do. So um, recognizing that we can't be together in worship, um, we are going to do some... Uh, for example, behind us, you'll see things looking different for Palm Sunday next week. I won't give our secret away, but... Uh, be surprised. Yeah, be surprised. Yeah, tune in. Um, so, <laughs> tune in uh, uh, Monday, Thursday, we're planning to do um, uh, a service online on Monday, Thursday evening. That is um, Thursday, April 9th, I think. Is that right? Um, 
whatever that Thursday Sounds is uh, before <laughs> Easter Sunday. Um, uh, on Good Friday, we are planning to uh, walk the Stations of the Cross that are in our sanctuary. That will be done at 12 noon on Good Friday. We'll post these services on our website so you can mm -hmm. access them and, and follow along as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we will not be doing anything for Holy Saturday, the Great Vigil of Easter on April 11th, like we would normally do. That service is really pretty hard to replicate, and so uh, we will not have that this year. Uh, we will celebrate Easter Sunday, April 12th with a 10 a.m. Uh, service like we normally yep. do. Whenever we are able to come back together again in worship, that will be our Easter Sunday observed. Mm -hmm. And it will be glorious, and there will be lots of songs of praise and thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know when that's going to be yet, so we can't tell you that. Right. But uh, when it does, be prepared for a joyful celebration. Uh, please take good care, exercise good judgment when you do need to go out. Uh, let that be only for essential purposes, keeping that social distancing between you and others. That's why Jennifer and myself, that's a six foot distance between us here, we're trying to model that. Uh, Pastor Campbell off camera, same for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, do check in on neighbors and friends, people who might be in any kind of need. Um, there are all kinds of opportunities yeah. right now to mm -hmm. render good to others, uh, works of love in Jesus' name. That is one of mm -hmm. the Lenten disciplines, prayer, fasting, and works of love. So um, whether that's done um, from a distance or you're able to um, leave something on a neighbor's doorstep, um, that's needed, yeah. especially now. Yeah, and if you're a saint, and if you need help too from us, let us know. Yep. If you're at home and need help. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, in the midst of the coronavirus, you're probably aware that uh, the 2020 census is also happening. And so through the Census uh, Bureau, uh, we have been asked, all houses of worship have been asked to remind members of our congregations to please complete that census. Uh, at my house, we received a couple of paper, yep, hard copy too. reminders mm -hmm. of that. Um, and if you didn't get one, just go to census.gov and the information is right there. So. Uh, while we're not able to do everything we're used to doing, this is maybe a, a good idea yeah. to take care of that. Is there and, a deadline? Do you know? Uh, I, I don't know what the deadline is for that, but okay. um, it only takes about 10 minutes or so to complete, and it really does matter in terms of uh, future representation and, mm -hmm. and funding for, your schools. Uh, for schools mm -hmm. and everything to be done. So, yeah. Um, Lastly, uh, thank you, uh, members and friends of St. John's, for your continued faithfulness in supporting the ministry of our congregation through your tithes and offerings. Um, we know that things are different for all of us right now. If there are needs that you are experiencing uh, due to um, circumstances in life, there is a Helping Hands Fund that is available to help support members in time of need. Uh, feel free to email myself or Pastor Campbell or our church office um, about that need. Mm -hmm. uh, we do ask that if at all possible, you mail in your offering envelopes. You can put those into the mail. They'll come here into the church office. You can also do this electronically just go to our church website, www.sjlc.com, and the information is all there. Anything else, Jennifer, we need to... Uh, communion. Okay, so um, we are offering Holy oh, Communion. The oh, there goes our bells for our usual 1045 a.m. service. <laughs> Susan is not here today. That's okay. We'll press on. Um we are, for our members who are able to come in groups of less than 10, we are offering uh, to give the Lord's Supper to people in a very um, sanitary, hygienic 
manner, uh, keeping social distancing from each other while this is administered. Um, so you can go to Church Community Builder and sign up there for yeah. one of the um, time slots to do that. And if you can't figure that out or need help, just email Janet right. and the church office, and she'll help. Happy to help make that arrangement. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, the bells are going. Pastor so the Campbell. bells are going. Pastor <laughs> Campbell went upstairs to the choir loft to see if he could um, silence the bells. So uh, we're going to continue. Uh, in your worship bulletin... They like hearing the bells, Pastor Mayer. They like hearing the bells. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> it, it is a good sound, isn't it? Maybe especially now. So we're going to continue with the, the canticle. Um, this order of worship that is morning prayer has... Um, a canticle appointed for it called the Benedictus. Again, that's a Latin word, and it's the first word in that song of praise, uh, blessed or blessed. This is Zechariah's song of praise from Luke chapter 1 after the angel uh, came and appeared to him in the temple that he would... Uh, be the, uh, become a father, he and his wife Elizabeth in their old age, and after his tongue had been uh, uh, unmuted, if you will, and yeah. he was able to speak again, he burst into a song of praise to God, and it is what we are going to speak together, the Benedictus. So I invite you to uh, speak this together with me as we uh, continue with that, that canticle. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. As we enter into the time of prayer, uh, you might think that's a misprint there, collects. It's actually, in this instance, pronounced collects. And a collect is a prayer that brings together all the themes that are in worship on a particular day and collects them into a cohesive whole. And so what you find printed there will be prayed after uh, several uh, prayers that I will offer. And then we will pray together the Lord's Prayer. So let us bow our heads and our hearts in prayer. We come, O Lord, with the dry bones of our broken hopes and disappointed dreams. Bind us up in Christ that we may learn to pray with confidence, trusting in your mercy to supply us with all things needful to us and to our salvation. O Almighty God, you saw Israel in their despair and raised them up to hope by placing your Spirit upon them. Join us together, especially now, with the communion of saints in Christ, those on earth and those in heaven, even though we must for a time stand apart. Raise us up from our weariness and grant us your Spirit that we may be strong in faith, bold in witness, holy in life, steadfast in hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. O God of power and might, give to us 
elected and appointed leaders in government who will heed your word and pursue justice and righteousness. Bless and defend us from all destruction, especially in this time of the coronavirus pandemic. Teach us to be faithful and patient as citizens of this land, using ourselves and our resources wisely for the good of all. Uphold and strengthen all medical workers, doctors and nurses, technicians and lab workers. Be with all first responders, paramedics, fire and police officers, those who serve the public good. Keep them safe from the virus and lead all those who are in any distress to trust in you. Let your gracious mercy be upon all who are sick because of the coronavirus. Let your power to help in time of need be upon us all. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. Merciful Lord, your son shed tears of grief for Lazarus, whom he loved. Grant your compassion, patience, and endurance to all who suffer illness, who are troubled in mind, or whose time on earth is short. Spare us from death, but give us courage and comfort far stronger because of your power over death. O God, you carry the grief of those who mourn and know all who die in Christ. Give comfort to the grieving, peace to the dying. Give that same comfort and peace to all of us who live in the shadow of death, that we would neither live nor grieve as people who have no hope. For you, our risen, reigning, and returning Savior, you are our hope and our joy. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. O Lord, Almighty God, through your Son, you have kept the promise of the ages and rescued us from sin. You have raised up the dry bones of a people captive to death and made us alive in Christ forever. Sustain us in this hope that we may endure the tests and trials and troubles of this life and so be ready when our Savior comes again in his glory through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray. <clears throat> Almighty God, by your great goodness, mercifully look upon your people that we may be governed and preserved evermore in body and soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> o Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God, the almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve you. Amen. Amen.
One of the beloved hymns we have in our congregation is one we use during the Lenten season uh, for members of St. John's Lutheran Church in Alexandria, Virginia. It is well known for those who may be watching this for the first time, it might not be so well known, but it is entitled There in God's Garden and we are going to join in singing all six stanzas. One moment while we get the music queued up. We hope we can sing the song. Well, even if the piano music doesn't come. There it goes. There it comes. <laughs> Oh. 